Luke chapter 2, just some closing comments this evening with our message at hand. We're looking at the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. We go from the manger scene and the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ to the fields of Bethlehem. And while the shepherds were keeping watch over their flock, in verse 8 of chapter 2, lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, verse 9, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings, good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. As we think about this joy that has come from a message of joy that has come to all the world, and as they sing out glory to God in the highest, and these angels that sing, the shepherds are experiencing the joy of that very first Christmas. And Christmas is about joy. And as we think about joy, I, I know there are sometimes a perspective of Christmas time that... Um, Joy is, is not always high on the priority list as much as what we would see as happiness. Um, uh, just a couple letters. You know, kids write these letters to Santa. I saw a, a, a mailbox that had Santa letters on it or one of the buildings here that kids could go and give their letters to Santa. One little kid wrote a letter to Santa and said this, Dear Santa, you did not bring me anything good last year. And you did not bring me anything good the year before that. So, dear Santa, this is your last chance. Another little boy wrote this. Dear Santa, there are three boys that live in this house. Jeffrey, who is three. Johnny, who is five. And Norman, who is seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. Johnny is good part of the time. And Norman is good all of the time. Santa, my name is Norman. You know, when we look back at Christmas, when we were... Children and the anticipation and the excitement of getting up that Christmas morning to run down the stairs and open up the presents that were under the tree. Or like my folks when we were younger, they would sometimes put a few things that were, that were unwrapped on, uh, with our names on them in the corner, like a bicycle. I remember one year, one, uh, my youngest brother got one of those horses on, uh, uh, with... Um, uh, that you could bounce on. It was really big. And uh, I remember one year I got a, one of, in the early 90s, I got one of those boom boxes, you know, those two tape players that you could record and it had the speakers that came off and you could get surround sound, but you had to trip all over the cords that were all around the room, you know. And I remember, remember some of those things and the excitement that often you got, the level of energy and the heightened level of energy. But do you remember maybe one of those presents that you got, you were so excited for, you'd shaken, you'd look in and you'd try to figure out what it was and you were so excited you were going to get this one thing and then when you ripped it open and you know, opened it up you realized that grandma or grandpa or mom or dad gave you some socks or a sweater or a pair of pajamas or, or a dress shirt and you just kind of as a kid or you can maybe see that in your own kids just the oh thank you alright <laughs> listen we ought to be thankful for no matter what you get even if it's a bag of coal, be thankful for it, all right? 
somebody has put the time and energy into it, no matter what it is. And we were told as kids to be thankful. There were just some gifts that you were more excited about and some that you were disappointed. Listen, that's not joy. That's happiness. And happiness is based on circumstances. If you got something you really wanted, you really desired, you were happy. But if you got something that you didn't really want, and you say, oh, thank you, maybe a little bit of tone of disappointment, and um, then that's not joy, that's happiness. And I, I would contend that most of what goes on at Christmas season is not true joy, but a spirit of happiness based on whether things turn out your way and you get what you want, like those little kids who write the letters to Santa. Christmas story brought true joy from heaven. Yet Christmas brings so much to people a, a lack of joy because they, they have a hard time. Maybe, as I was just thinking about some of you during Christmas season, I was talking to somebody in the church that Christmas every time of year, this was the time when her husband passed away. And so every year Christmas is, is not so happy because of the memories maybe tied with that. Or the loss. Maybe this is someone's first year with the loss of a family member, a child, or a, or a spouse. This can be a difficult time of year. But listen, it's, Christmas is not based on our circumstances and whether things turn out in our favor or like we want. Christmas is a time where we can truly experience the true joy that comes in Jesus Christ. And I just think about this evening, um, and I went through this to some extent with some young people in chapel, about this term joy, J-O-Y. You probably heard it as the acrostic, helping us to focus on what true joy comes and how it comes. Think about this. Number one, or the first letter, J, stands for Jesus. That's where true joy comes from, when Jesus is first. You, you, you see this in, in the whole story. It is all about Jesus. Matthew records this genealogy. It is all about Jesus from beginning to end. The whole Christmas season is about Jesus. You see, movies today and cartoons today present that Christmas is not about Jesus, but it's about presents and lights and Santa and reindeer and, uh, and, and cooking and food and family get-together and getting out of school and getting off of work and at the end of the year and all of those things, which in and of themselves may not necessarily be wrong, but that's not what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about Jesus and the message that Jesus left heaven and came and was born in a manger for us as our Savior, which is Christ the Lord. That's the true joy of Christmas. You know, in um, the public schools, many of them no longer in their Christmas programs can they even sing the Christmas carols. I mean, we enjoy the Christmas carols, O, ho o Holy Night, Silent Night, Away in a Manger, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, Ring the Bells, all these different carols that we enjoy and that we sing. And yet, if you were to go to a secular Christmas program or into a typical public school and hear their Christmas program, you're going to hear Jingle Bells, Rudolph, Frosty, all the different the Christmas songs that would be associated in a secular form, but you're not going to often hear Away in a Manger anymore. 
Same thing as you turn the television on, on some normal uh, shows that would come on on television this time of year. You're going to hear the Santa Claus. You're going to hear the Elf. You're going to hear Rudolph. You're going to hear Frosty. You're going to hear a lot of these other things that have been going through. But a lot of the newer ones are going to be focusing more and more. Yes, maybe sometimes even on some wholesome things like getting together and thinking of others and, and uh, the spirit of peace and some of those things. But very rarely where anything modern today is going to give the gospel. We were watching a show that came from the 1970s during the time of, of Christmas. I don't know if it was TV Land or what it was, but one time. And right in the middle, it was a secular show from the 1970s. And right in the middle of one of their Christmas episodes, the main character stopped and gave the full gospel of Jesus Christ and the true meaning of Christmas. You wouldn't find that on a modern show today. That just shows you how far we've gotten in our culture with the attack on the true meaning of Christmas. This is a time of year that is focused first and foremost. It has been as a tradition and has been set aside all around the world as a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And if this Christmas season you can first and foremost, whether you gather with your family for devotions or on Christmas Eve or with your um, uh, on a Christmas Eve service here at the church or if you're with your family in some way or on Christmas Day, whatever, it is a good opportunity for Christians to teach the children and the family members around, even unsaved family members around. Yes, we can go and see the lights. Yes, we can go and enjoy the Christmas tree setups and some of these things that we see. Yes, we can watch some of the Christmas cartoons and some of those things that come around and we can sing maybe jingle bells here or there with some of the kids and enjoy the festiveness of the season but we need to teach and we need to reiterate to us every time this year comes around that Christmas is first and foremost about Jesus a dad asked his daughter on Christmas day after they opened all their presents did you get everything you wanted for Christmas this year and the little girl said no daddy but it wasn't my birthday anyway you know she didn't have the right attitude about being thankful for what she got but she got the point. It's not my birthday anyway. It's about Jesus, his birthday. It's a celebration of his birthday. So if we're just thinking about joy and the spirit of joy and the Christmas season and the true joy that comes in, if we put Christ, Jesus, first on the priority of what Christmas is all about, you're on the right step to find true joy Christmas. Whether you're alone, you've lost someone, whether you get a 20 gifts under the tree, or you get one gift under the tree, or maybe you did get a bag of cold. You can have joy because it's all about Jesus. The second letter in this is the word of the letter O, and that stands for others. You see, once Jesus had been sought and found by the shepherds, the story says as they come in and they see this baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, and Mary ponders these things in her heart, the scripture says that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So they went out with the message of Jesus that he was born a savior and they went out and told others about it. They carried the message of joy from their heart, from their stable to the fields and to their home and to the neighborhood, to the streets telling everyone about the message of Jesus. You see, Jesus produced an attitude in which we are to enjoy 
sharing and thinking of others. Love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then love your neighbor as yourself. Acts 20 and verse 35, Paul is actually quoting from Jesus in this passage. And he says this, as he's showing us where happiness comes when Jesus fills our heart with joy. He says this, it is more blessed to give than to receive. So much in this Christmas season is about people who want to receive. What, what are you getting me? Here's my list, Christmas list, all right? Here it is, I want this and this and this. And even sometimes the kids can get caught up. I don't think it's necessarily wrong for you to have the list. And, and think about things as people asked you, some things that you could do. But, but before we ever begin making our own list, I think it's important for us to think about what during Christmas season can we think about others and an attitude of others. He is talking about the generosity of God who gave his son at Christmas time. And if this is the spirit that God would have, that he would give and think of us, then that same spirit ought to come out in the life of the believer as we rejoice in giving to others. Christians ought to be the most generous people in society. Not stingy, but givers. Givers, Christmas is a time in which we can think about others in the way that Christ thought of us. And I think a form of gift is oftentimes in our culture, it has always been a way by which we show thankfulness, we show gratitude, we show respect. We also show a spirit of thinking about someone else when we get them a gift. Giving gifts, I think, at Christmas time. Is, uh, is a good practice. In fact, I read an article this a uh, couple weeks ago about Christmas giving that, uh, you know, there's this argument back and forth about, you know, is Christmas pagan? And did the Christians take it from the Romans and from the pagans during the Yuletide and then the winter solstice? But I read an article that stated that even in the first century, predating Constantine, Constantine comes in the early 300s, going back to the 1 and 200s AD, we already have, we have record and tradition that the Christians were already celebrating the advent of Jesus and his birth in winter. Had already associated that. And there is evidence from some of the early church fathers that during the time of Christ, or Christ's celebration, they had a time that the early church celebrated the birth of Christ. That they were also giving one another gifts. So the indication of this article is that not that we got the gift giving and the Christmas type of things from paganism, but in fact, it's probably the other way around because the Romans and uh, who later came along trying to desecrate the Christian testimony of the early church, in fact, tried to, to change and supersede what they were doing by incorporating what the Christians did in their traditions so that it mixed it up and polluted it. So probably the celebration of Christmas, even during the winter solstice, was already a practice as well as giving gifts. And it was taken by the pagans, not the other way around. It could be some merit to that. But I do know, verses after verses, the Bible says, God blesses a cheerful giver. 
is more blessed to give than receive. Hebrews 12 and verse 3. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. 1 Thessalonians 2. For what is our hope or our joy or our crown of rejoicing? Are not ye in the presence of our Lord, thinking of others? For you are our glory and our joy. Galatians 2.10. Who loved me and gave himself for me. And there's no better opportunity to give to others at this time of the year, the joy of the Lord. And that could be through a lot of different ways. And can I just mention practically here, I think thinking of others and teaching our children to think of others at this time of year is a great opportunity to, to teach them to uh, not think selfishly, but to think outwardly. Think about a gift that you can give for mom and dad or for your brothers or sisters. Instead of thinking about what you want, Make a list of something somebody else wants and see what you can do. Be creative. You don't have to have all the money in the world to support that. Be, be personal. I remember one year when I was a teenager that, uh, or actually I was younger than that, I was about 10 years old, and it was my time for, uh, uh, to, to give a gift to my brother. I was going to give it, so I went to uh, my dad. I purchased a little bit of money, and I got him a little Civil War character. It was like a, a mold of a, of a little Civil War character on a horse. And I took my model paint that I had, and I painted the character. And a little bit it took me a couple nights to be able to do that. And I did it in secret because I didn't want him to see. And I painted this little Civil War character in his horse, and I put underneath the Christmas in the year and my name, and I put it in a little box, and my dad helped me wrap it, and I put it under the tree. And I remember that Christmas morning that I was waiting under the tree until my brother would open that gift and when he opened that gift I had a big old smile on my face you know I don't remember anything that I got that Christmas I know I got a lot of gifts I know I got a lot of gifts but at 10 years old I don't remember what I got but I remember at 10 years old what I got my brother I don't even know if he still has it I'll ask him this Christmas but I think it's an important lesson that we can learn to think about others I know sometimes money is tight and budget is tight and what you can do, we can limit. Listen, I think in a culture like this in this day, I don't think it has to be this extravagant, most expensive and the nicest thing. You've got to get everybody the top dollar or something. Just being, being thoughtful and thinking of someone else. Maybe make a pie or some bread or, or maybe do a craft or make some things where you share with one another and show that this time of year is a great time of year for true joy. And when you do give and your focus is on that I believe that you'll experience true joy when you see that you can do for someone else just as God has done for you and then can I just say last here this letter in the uh, in the acrostic joy for why yourself you said there's nothing wrong with focusing um, on on the needs and the things that you want even oftentimes as long as we put Christ first and others second. But can I just remind you this Christmas season, you know, when, when you get first and you get out of whack, you can ruin it for everyone by just your attitude. I mean, Christmas morning, something doesn't go your way, and, and somebody burnt the something, and this did, and they didn't show up on the time that you wanted them to show up, and he comes in, and their kids are being bad, and, there's, and all that. It's going to happen. But if you, you get all out of whack, just focus on your own attitude at Christmas time. Ask the Lord to help you to be careful. When you think of yourself, think of yourself in some of the areas that you need to work on 
Maybe a little extra patience. Oftentimes when family and friends get together, there's often bitterness and hurt because of things that have happened within the family. Maybe you dread seeing that one person because of discouragement or hurt. Think about forgiveness. When you think about yourself, think about forgiveness. Think about your attitude. Think about your words. Think about your actions of what you've done. And if you don't focus on your own actions, your own attitude, your words, and some of the things that you are holding, maybe a grudge or bitterness, and you ignore it, you're not going to find joy this Christmas season. In fact, you may create havoc and cause other people to hurt this time of year. I think it's important for us as we see that this time of year with this spirit of joy in Luke chapter 2 with the shepherds, we can remember the true meaning of Christmas is about the Lord Jesus Christ and taking that message and sharing it with those around us and then having an internal focus to say, Lord, what do you want me to work on this Christmas season as I end this year and go into the next? Father, I pray as we close this evening, thank you for the joy of Christmas. Uh, help us in this time of year where so many people are thinking of themselves and what they want and what they want to do that we would, we would be careful that we don't fall into the consumerism and um, the selfishness that, that goes around. So many people are, um, will start out the year in depression and anger and upset because of um, the selfish focus and attention that they have. Uh, Lord, would we, uh, with our families and friends this time of year, be creative, uh, be thinking of others, and uh, share the true meaning of Christmas. In Jesus' name that we pray, amen.